Um, Jenna, hey. we have to feel this is the third time that we've had to record this intro because we're all a bunch of fuck ups. <laughs> yep, there's and an we there's there's nothing stopping us. I also just want to apologize to all of our listeners that uh, we missed a week. <laughs> We won't ever do yeah, that to you again. Streets. We know it was yeah, like, no, there was, there was, was outrage across the nation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness we All two it of our listeners were so bummed. It was fucking yeah. outrage. Jenna, how's Vancouver? Your old stomping grounds. You too, Ainsley. You also used to live there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's nice being back uh, and... It's so crazy walking the streets and not being hungover. Um, but also in the mm. neighborhood that I lived in, a lot has changed. Like so many stores have been like shut down and all these condos are being built. So I guess that's a little depressing, but it's been pretty okay. It's very rainy. Um, I have refused to walk by a bar that w- I was banned from twice. I still can't like bring myself you have to take like annoying alternate routes that inconvenience the people <laughs> no, just cross the street i just it, it hasn't been too annoying we just kind of go a street behind but i just i can't even i shudder i shudder when i look at it and that's that but it's too soon didn't i get kicked <laughs> out of there once too yeah the, the first time we both got kicked out together when i came oh, to visit right, you guys in vancouver you guys got kicked out of a bar that night yes um yeah the night that i came to visit you with my mom and stuff one of you guys got kicked out and blamed the other one like you both said it was the other one so i don't know who truly got kicked out i don't even remember this but (laughs) yeah you were both very intoxicated (laughs) soups intoxicated we were like day drinking in the park before you guys even like got into town we were like yeah we'll be nice and fucking shit tossed for them like like how is that helpful in any way this was like a pretty familial excursion (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. it was not a lot (laughs) but then like brayden i'm i'm pretty sure your mom too like gave a cab driver like a shit ton of money to drive me all the way back to like maple ridge you were crying because you missed boone (laughs) 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 and like you were like inconsolable like in that drunk way and my mom just like threw money at the situation basically also also, like anyone who's listening (laughs) we've mentioned boone multiple times but boone is ainsley's dog just to clarify and And she is an angel she's a goddess true yeah. Brayden, how are you? <laughs> Radio silence. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brayden. I just knocked my mic. Um, I'm good. I had a really <laughs> big week emotionally, physically, <laughs> spiritually. I'm sorry. Um, I moved home to my mom's and finally, finally did that. Um, so I'm in my weird? childhood bedroom right now. Um, I took one of my cats named Bruce. He is sitting beside me, observing me record this. Um, so I've been pretty, I was pretty sad, but I'm feeling better. I also um, reached my year sobriety date. So that kind of like pulled me out of my misery. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was on Sunday and like people took me out for dinner and like people were there was like a huge outpouring of support that I've never really experienced before. So that was really cool. And it kind of, kind of softened the blow of moving for me. 
but anyways yeah it's yeah, been a big sure. a big week i'm a little like emotionally stunned um and i miss my other cat a lot how's bruce doing he's pretty good he's like slowly acclimating to the other animals at my mom's um but yeah and i've started <laughs> literally looking for... asks how your cat is doing <laughs> honestly <laughs> it's... i don't give a shit about you <laughs> like i'm fine i was worried about the cat but anyways um yeah so and i'm starting to look for a house to move into so i'm busy wow Sweet. so you and jenna are both revisiting old places of your old life haunts. yeah absolutely um like being here and now i'm all sober and like a productive member of society it's kind of a different experience it's less stressful than i thought it would be i'm like oh yeah life is like not as like chaotic so <laughs> how are you gonna go work eat. uh various means i don't know that's the worst <laughs> part being back in vancouver is like it's nice because i feel like i can enjoy it more and i'm not as stressed out about like running into people um that I may have like made acquaintances with like did you see anyone like random that you yeah yeah like uh, almost immediately on the street but it was mainly okay I kind of feel like I don't know I'm able to enjoy it because I know I'm not permanently living here which is nice it's like you know when you get to like hold a baby and then you're like yeah this is like this (laughs) is a baby the impermanence yeah and then you can like leave it because it's not yours it's great yeah like me knowing that i'm like not permanently here like i'm gonna leave my mom's in a few months it makes it like a lot easier not that i don't mind living with my mom it just like could could feel like a step backwards if i thought about it that way i guess sonia you need to tell us about italy and I'm, I am kind of sad that we weren't able to record this pod and like uh, line up all so three cool. time zones. But I was like willing to wake up at like five a.m. I was like, I want this to. Happen I know you so were like, bad, I'll, I'll then, do it. I'll get up three hours. But then before. I was like, wait, it doesn't make sense because I have to wake up at like four anyway. But yeah, I love Italy. Italy's great. Like yeah, everyone there's so classy. I felt like yeah. such a piece of shit arriving like in my sweatpants. <laughs> everyone. And one thing that I like about it is that the men and the women are equally classy. Like they put in yeah. the amount of effort, effort their yeah. appearance. It's so which true. I like and I don't know. I just uh the food is amazing. And Venice is beautiful and I really want to go back. Kind of stinky though, did you find? No, but it was January, so I don't know. Did you go in the summer? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah, going in the winter is actually great because there's, like, no one there. So What kind of, yeah, that probably what kind of stink is it? Is it, like, the stink in downtown Toronto, or what do you... What do <clears> you... A little bit, yeah. It's, like, just, a, a like, a slight waft of sewage, you know? Yeah. Because it's, been. like, a town right on the water, right? So <laughs> you're pretty close to your sewage. But I love in um, Italy when, like, any restaurant you go to, you sit down and they, like, automatically bring you just, like, fresh mozzarella balls and, like, leaves of basil and tomato slices with, like, fresh bread. So. 
I was so confused because I'm used to dipping my bread in olive oil, but they'd never give me a plate to do it. Also, at the first <laughs> dinner at this conference with all these professionals, I uh, went to pour olive oil on my plate to dip my bread, and it just like came out so liquidy. And I was like, "Oh, that's wine." Yeah. And you know, when you like do something stupid, and you're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna play that off all casual," and I look up, and there's a woman looking right at me. <laughs> she just saw me pour like my wine on my plate, like, <laughs> like I'm, and I'm just like, "Huh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have like the opposite effect when I do shit like that. I'm like, oh my fucking god, guys, look what I just fucking did, man. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Ainsley, how is the North treating you? Has it harshened you even more than it, <laughs> than it already has? Yeah, I feel like my soul is frozen and small pieces of it are just chipping off and disappearing into the night. Holy shit. <laughs> wow <laughs> no i'm just kidding but it's been fine i've just been like it's just been so long since i've seen anyone and i'm just like incredibly lonely and like i have so much shit do and last week we just had to do like inventory at my work and like i literally almost worked 40 hours this week on top of going to school and shit oh, and i'm just like rough. yeah it's just brutal it's just been brutal the past couple of weeks and i'm just like i need reading week like i need it I'm so excited to just get the fuck out of here for a couple days. Even though I still like you have something to look forward to coming up. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked on that. I think that we should get stoked over today's double double now. (laughs) Ainsley, can I get a sound effect for the double double? What? Oh. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So last week. that was fearful like this was taking canada by storm and the rest of the world the hashtag dolly parton challenge oh i hate this wait i have no idea i've been off the map yeah i do not so the dolly parton challenge is like dolly parton posts this thing but it was clearly done by her whoever runs her social media dolly parton does not run her social media but anyways it had like four facts No, I actually, like, that is a fact. Like, I've heard about it. Anyways, so it has four panels, and it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Tinder, and Instagram, and you post four versions of yourself that fit that description. Oh, that's what it is? But, like... Those are so stupid. It really doesn't have anything to do with Dolly Parton, but it's just, like, all these celebrities are doing it, and it's it just reminds me of, like, an old person on Facebook meme. It's not funny at all. And none of these celebrities use LinkedIn. Like, they don't know what LinkedIn is, yeah. so it's just yeah, celebrities no. wearing business clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's I, such I, a lame joke to me. I've seen so many, too, of celebrities where, like, instead of the last one, they enter, like, their own little, like, spin. <laughs> and it's just like, this is not any better. This is just all terrible, and I hate it. The weirdest people are, like, the top tweets, like Alice Cooper and like sawyer from lost (laughs) what where there's like exponentially better than the others this guy (laughs) this guy gunther steiner just did the same picture for each one it's a scary pick so so i guess we know what we're doing for our uh instagram promo for this episode yes (laughs) yes which one of us would be what there's four of us so sonia you would be linkedin yeah for sure sonia would be linkedin (laughs) Ainsley would be Tinder. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be Tinder. I can never Jenna, escape that, eh? Jenna would be Facebook and Brayden would be Instagram. There, we nailed it. N- none of us would 
you know, this is like a if you had to pick. Yeah. yeah. I'm not exactly pleased that I'm Tinder. <laughs> no one's it, pleased. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder and LinkedIn make the most sense for you guys, Sonia yeah, and Ainsley. But like Instagram Brayden and I, it's kind of, of just a toss up. It's kind of like, yeah. sure. Yeah, it's just like what, what was left over. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll be you. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to know what else is trending? Tell Today, us. it's very alarming, actually. That was the other side. Hash- <laughs> yep, thank you. Hashtag pot stocks. What? Pot stocks is trending because we didn't do as well in Canada as people thought. Another company is doing a bunch of layoffs, and oh, right, I heard about that. Very upset. Yeah, I don't know. You guys, anything. remember when they legalized <laughs> weed last year? <laughs> it was like, like a big barely. deal. Yeah, it was neato. <laughs> I keep forgetting it is legal. I know. So do I. I keep forgetting. It. Even when I like smell it walking by someone, I'm like, oh, you're a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. That's also my instinct. I say bad boy alert, though. Bad boy alert. Bad boy alert. <laughs> it's funny because I remember when the weed thing was coming out and I was like, oh, man, I wish I had a shit ton of money. I would totally invest. Like, of course, it's going to do amazing. But apparently it didn't. Like... The companies are just dying and yeah and it's also because like the because they restricted so much stuff it wasn't just like it's legal and now anybody can do anything you know like they restricted business licenses so everybody was having such a hard time getting licenses so they really just like diminished 70 percent of their market by not letting people run their operations properly but what about like they were so stingy the supply yeah it's the supply issue because i was gonna say because there's like what are there like three or four like large umbrella like cannabis companies that i think like run basically everything and are just like getting as many licenses under the agco as possible but like yeah i don't really you so you said it's supply yeah like there's just not enough being sold and they didn't roll things out quickly apparently is what they're saying and uh the prices are a little higher than people were hoping and apparently there's not enough thc in a lot of the products like people are used to a lot more thc because uh, they're not enough stoners. THC. they smoke too much weed not enough THC. <laughs> but they're they're hoping that edibles will save the market they're gonna roll out some edibles and they're hoping that's gonna fix things i watched a like dumb instagram video today of these guys just watching tinfoil crackle on a candle like giggling to no end and i have not wanted to do weed once since i like stopped doing drugs and whatever until like watching that i'm like okay yeah that's that looks a little fun <laughs> I haven't when i think weed about the like dumb shit years. we used to do I... yeah that's that's one that just has no good no good no me neither i don't me. that never happens to me anymore it's like the giggling thing but just deep paranoia. <laughs> just, <laughs> just anxiety. Man, I hate when I tell people, I'm like, no, I can't. Like, it just does not compute well with my body and my mind. I go into, like, a hellhole of this, like, nightmarish, like, fever. And, but then everyone always comes back and they're like, no, man, though, like, you just haven't found the right strain. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't no, fucking I'm care. Just not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, I no. smoked like basically only CBD, which apparently is supposed to be like make it impossible for you to get like paranoid. And I still feel paranoid. I'm like, <laughs> I just like cannot. It just doesn't agree with me. And that's okay. <laughs> Good times. I was just Good thinking about the various times. times I like greened out in high school. 
Greening out. Yeah. Even that term is so funny to think about. Brayden, I learned what greening out was because you greened out once. At, at so-and-so's house at in the bathroom house, in the yeah. Jamaican yes. hotbox. Yes. Yeah, we Jamaican hotbox our friend's bathroom when we were like 16. And they wouldn't let me escape when I had enough. And yeah, I you were it. like, you were coughing and shit and going to the door and trying to like undo it. And people were just standing in front of it being like, Meanwhile, we're all just sweating in this steamy bathroom, high it's as evil. fuck, evil. panicking. You looked so sick. I felt so bad for you, but also I was like, I, I must never like do this. I must never smoke this much weed, and I did. I'm glad I could be a lesson to you. I did it many more <laughs> times in the future. Also, just the concept of a Jamaican hotbox to me now is so fucking weird. Like you just go in your bathroom, turn the hot shower on, and smoke weed while it's steamy yeah, it's stupid it's so do you think stupid that that would, is that like some sort of like appropriation thing now like do you think we'd get in it's trouble probably a real thing that we weren't actually doing right <laughs> I don't think it was probably. like appropriation. There's well, probably no, an actual I think, process. I think it's called that because you're in a little box. It's hot, like a sauna, and smoking oh, no. weed is related to Jamaican people. That's why it's called that. <laughs> do you think so? I do not think so. I think it stems from the practice. Yeah, that's, that's the theory I'm going to go with, too. <laughs> okay, Speaking so it says Jamaican hotbox is a subset and is also called a Hawaiian hotbox. <laughs> I don't know. It's the best and most effective way to smoke and get high, this guy says. (laughs) Here we here uh, we'll use the politically correct term Hawaiian hotbox. I guess it's like why people do hot yoga, right? (laughs) Want to stretch better? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like well in like you're like sweating and like releasing all these like toxins in your body while also inhaling them at the same time i don't know i don't know enough about hawaiian yeah that's why i do hot yoga Wait, Pretty much about, the same well, no, people, reasons I was in a Jamaican hot pot. I don't know. I feel like there is something about like people like there's like this weird therapeutic like thing. Like that's why people subject themselves to like going to spas and saunas. Like you know, you're like sweating, and it's this like experience. <laughs> no, a sweat experience. I suppose so. Speaking of bad decisions. Tell Lyra's us about boy? the sugar baby story. Oh. <laughs> no. I thought you were going to bring up the, guess. the guy from Toronto. Bad decisions. <laughs> who stopped the plane. Oh, that was actually incredibly funny. Like, who the fuck did that guy think he was? Just stands up on a plane <laughs> two hours into the flight. I have coronavirus. <laughs> he wanted to go viral. He just his name? wants well, the Haha, fame. viral, get it? Something yeah. potok. I can't remember, but he's a 28-year-old dude. Rapper as well. He is a rapper. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, he got his uh, viral... 15 minutes fame. Attention. Now he's being charged with mischief, and I bet the airline will probably charge him as well, so hope that I, was worth it. I watched, like, the interview with him, and they're like, would you do it again? And he was like, no, you know, I was I was on that flight too, and I also wanted to land... Uh, yeah, he was so committed to the joke. He's like, I don't want to do it. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> There's no it's way out of my hands. Uh, but anyway, actually, okay. when, I, when I was at the airport, I saw so many people with masks, and I was like, for fuck's sake, which of you are actually sick, and which of you are just like retards? You know what I mean? 
Well, some people just wear it to protect themselves from airborne shit. They're not retards. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... No, it's... You're not supposed... It doesn't... Coronavirus isn't airborne, so you're literally just introducing bacteria into your mouth by wearing a mask. No, people just, I know like, that. They don't, like, like, wash their hands before they do stuff so they just like are touching their face a lot so it's yeah just but worse. coronavirus also isn't the only sickness that exists now like people still like a lot of asian people put masks on in like the month in the winter months that you can get colds and shits to protect them from shit like that like airborne shit if someone I sneezes was, or coughs near you i thought it Those was because they're so highly populated that's why it's not just I the winter. It was from pollution. I thought oh, the well, I don't know. you can wear those for like all of those reasons are correct. I'm just saying they're not like either sick or retards. I went to uh, <laughs> I got my blood taken today at like a lab, and the woman was wearing this scary ass mask that was like a, a clear screen across her face, and it, or, like her name was written what in permanent marker across it. <laughs> like she worked there, but it was very disturbing. And they had to screen me and ask me questions about my potential travels to China, and it was very nerve wracking because I was I already like scared of getting my blood taken. But the mask was very intimidating, and she was pretty rude, so the whole experience was unpleasant. <laughs> I'm so happy I didn't have a cold or a cough like from my jeweling or anything at the airport because like I saw a couple people who were genuinely coughing and everyone was just giving them the death stare and I was so happy I wasn't that person. Yeah, it's mass hysteria at this point. Everyone's a fucking suspect of coronavirus. Uh, um, Do you have the coronavirus? Honestly, maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll get through it though Don't it made worry. its way to Sudbury somehow <laughs> yeah. we're really rooting for it we didn't think it could be done but oh fuck alright well I guess we should get back to the uh, sugar baby story yeah I, I, I tried to talk about it for 0.5 <laughs> seconds and then, it was... and then Jenna went fucking nuts <laughs> no it's okay it's it's legitimate to talk about that SoundCloud rapper guy and no, coronaviruses 100%. it's very in the news even Wait. more than Trump these days. It's like the new Trump. It is. Um, sugar babies, sugar babies. <laughs> Tell us what's happening with the sugar babies at Western. Stop saying sugar babies. Sugar um, babies. Pretty much there was just like some polls or whatever done, and it was determined that Western University has the second number high, second highest number of sugar babies in Canada. Um, first is University of Toronto, which kind of makes sense because that's in Toronto. Yeah, that would have been city. my guess. The but, report yeah, was done by second. the website um, Seeking Arrangement. Seeking Arrangements, which is like the popular sugar baby matchup site. So they released where mm. most of them come from. Yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre. And they were saying that um, the average monthly allowance of a student is three thousand bucks. So these poor people are going online and getting like a, a week. Sh- yeah, no, a month. And they're getting, like, sugar dads or sugar moms for pretty... Like, that would be so... Imagine. That'd be so nice. Just getting 3,000 bucks every month. Yeah, but... You have to, like, sleep with old gross guys. You don't have to sleep with them, though. That's the thing. Yeah, they say that. Of course you have to. No, I you think, don't. Well, I, I think know a lot of people no, who like, have sugar daddies and they don't. You don't legally have to, but... They probably expect certain Wait, things. Ainsley, no, you, know you can set on your settings... Daddies? 
Yeah, I knew a few in Toronto, and I knew a few in Vancouver as well. I went, and one of my friends from Sheridan had has a few sugar daddies. Like, there's a, a few. Yeah, there's literal settings on the seeking arrangement site that you can tick off that say you're not interested in sexual contact. This is how much money you at least want to be making a month. All of this different shit, and people match with you based on that. So the people who are wanting to fuck girls will go to the profiles of people who have ticked off like not in it for sex but will if I like the person or whatever you know but there are complete relationships where it's literally just lonely people and by going by your ticks they'll go on the site look at your profile hit you up and be like hey I'll give you 500 bucks a month if you go out for a date with me once a week and Ainsley. that's it Blood men are I so found, pathetic I found the oh, definition of um, on seeking arrangement about the sugar babies and what you were saying how you can check off what you want and don't want it says a seeking sugar baby what we call an attractive member is an empowered individual <laughs> with exquisite taste and an appetite for a relationship filled with new experiences and a taste of the good life she's not constrained by traditional definitions of relationships and is seeking to create a relationship on her terms that perfectly fits her expanding horizons desires and goals I am thoroughly embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. It's just such an odd concept. Like, um, I knew a few girls in Toronto who they were hired by this club, like one of the really big clubs in Toronto. It was her and a few of her girlfriends, and she was in university at the time. And the club paid them $1,000 a night, so they only worked Friday and Saturday night just to come to the club in like the VIP section and hang out with like old rich dudes who were like traveling and just in the city and they didn't even leave the club and there was security all around them and they got paid a thousand dollars a night like imagine making eight thousand dollars a month just for working eight days pays to be hot fuck (laughs) seriously eh? why do you think why do you think western has such a high concentration of um well that article is specifically about london it's actually university of toronto that has the highest i don't know why western would be the second i wouldn't have suspected that either because there's more universities in toronto as well and in mississauga and shit too i'd assume no it's like literally the university of toronto has the highest and the university of western has the second highest no, I know. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think that Western would be second. I figured it would be a university in Mississauga or Toronto as the second. Or BC. Or yeah. I, don't know. I know. I was trying yeah. to think about it because I went... Like, Montreal. I did my <laughs> undergrad at Western. Um, but I don't know bunch, because... Bunch of whores. <laughs> well, isn't it, London it, and Toronto both highly populated cities? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I guess... Yeah, and the universities as well. Like, I'm pretty sure that they're some of, like, the biggest. uh, They have some of the biggest classes, I guess, or whatever. Well, mystery solved, I I know, but I I thought it was something particularly sinful about Western and Toronto. But I guess it's a population thing. Jenna, did you ever go on Seeking Arrangement? Yes, I did. So did I. Yeah, I... Didn't we do it together at one point? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember when you got, I think it was the the (laughs) second time I came and you guys were like, yeah, we're doing, we're going to try seeking arrangements. I was like, guys, you can't do that. I know. I was like, it was so embarrassing looking back. I remember I wrote in my description being like looking for money for an art studio. (laughs) 
rent for a month oh my god like, oh, that probably but i that would be like perfect for those guys but they're that, like i'm supporting her at that time yeah. too i don't know because it was like i guess like four or five years ago i honestly like i remember that there were there were not a lot of people like in the vancouver area on it like it would be like a guy from like new york being like here i'll fly you to new york so like that's why i was like trying to figure out too like if the like it's like more men in london ontario who are like seeking this out or in general like these men are people from from different places yeah that's what i found too when i did it as well in bc i did it again when i was living in maple ridge and it was just like people from all (laughs) over mostly the states and shit that'd be funny if it was restricted to the local (laughs) god it was fucking terrible though it's scary i I remember doing it again and then i don't even i honestly do not even remember but i wish i could read it now because it's probably so fucking stupid but what what would have been your like angle like I just said I needed money. I'm Ainsley. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's no, okay. I, there was one. There was one yeah, guy that's who true. offered. That'll get a lot of likes. There was one guy who offered me 500 bucks a week to have dinner with him three times a week. And what made you not go through with it? Um, I felt gross about it and very mm-hmm. shameful. I was like, I don't want to sell like hanging out with me obviously this is a little deeper than just like oh yeah let's hang out like you're paying me you know i don't know it felt weird yeah there's definitely some expectations of something it it also felt dangerous too it's like a gateway to fucking prostitution essentially i was like i don't want to be this girl you know as much as you can like slope spin it to being like oh no but it's like you know the quote-unquote attractive member who is like in control and feels like empowered there is like inherently a power dynamic with like money being exchanged and like as Ainsley said or as Sonia said they're most definitely like lines are probably crossed like there's Mm -hmm. I don't know men are just disgusting <laughs> that seems like an e- that seems like an easy way to get sold into the sex trade yeah 100 yeah. percent. and it's like one of those things where it's like oh okay if it's so great and like wonderful why isn't every single person well, doing yeah. it yeah it's the same it felt yeah. dangerous which is like the main reason why i saw well, also I we like, have moral reservations cool. about it right like we're human like we we don't want to sell companionship for, like even forget the sex thing like even yeah. just companionship it's not true companionship if you have to pay someone any healthy fucking individual can understand that that's why we don't feel good about it right it also just it felt like something that you would have to put on a show for too because these guys were obviously like sad weird lonely dudes and i was like i'm gonna show up and literally laugh in your face i'm not gonna be like this interesting cute person you're looking for i'm probably gonna like smell like bo and be like (laughs) so you're a fucking loser eh (laughs) it just wouldn't work out (laughs) yeah i i don't know i i look at it from the point of view of being the man too and i I know that there are like sugar mamas too but like that is such a small percent and like if these men who are like seeking companionship and or like friends and they can't find a like girl or woman who is able to do that like have that relationship with without paying someone like I see there being an issue and that there's something like mentally in them that is like gets off on the idea of having this person that they can pay i don't know it's just 
Well, yeah, they want they want it to be a certain way. Otherwise, they would just like find a woman to hang out with and get to know or go on a date. Like they want the terms to be. I think it's also uh, I've heard too, like having like a hot young date to things. Yeah, so it's like right. a status like thing. Like functions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting though in that article. It did mention that there were a lot of males actually with sugar mamas because there was like I think there's a million users Canada wide on seeking arrangement of sugar babies and I hate saying sugar babies um but it was like <laughs> it does t- sound particularly wrong yeah but apparently 250,000 or so of them are are dudes so there is wait what proportion is women the rest I thought it there's said a, specifically a there was only a small amount of men yeah, because it's not as much as the women, but it's still, like, a decent amount. It's like, It was, like, because there's only a million in Canada and 250,000 of them are men. But also, like, are those men going to get have sugar daddies? Like, you know, what's, like, that percentage? Yeah, there could be like, gay sugar babies. Exactly. Yeah, like, active sugar babies. <laughs> yeah, it says here nearly one million female sugar babies in Canada and roughly 225,000 male sugar babies. But that's also people that just have a profile, not necessarily are successful at it. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. But it's interesting just to think the amount of dudes who are even signing up for that because it seems like something so odd just in general for anyone to do. But I feel obviously women, it's easier for them, so I can see why people would like slip into that but for dudes it's kind of like oh okay you go dude let's talk about bell let's talk oh my god that was painful (laughs) i liked it (laughs) so bell every year does a they don't call it a marketing campaign but it's obviously a marketing campaign um where they encourage people but is it to use the hashtag Bell, let's talk and basically confess to their mental illness to destigmatize it. <laughs> um, and then, That's like, such ba- a funny way to put it. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that like exactly essentially right. what it is? Yeah, you uh, nailed it. <laughs> but it's clearly a like marketing campaign because why would they need to have Bell even in in the hashtag? Hundred uh, yeah, percent. That doesn't make sense. And like they're. And I was reading an article about it, too, and it's, like, the amount of money that they actually donate to shit to do with mental health is such a peanut compared to the billions that they make every year. So it's, like, you're getting all this free advertising and getting to put your name on, like, decent celebrities' fucking Instagrams and shit and, like, all these companies you're associated with getting all this press for being so holy... And then you're really giving not that much considering how much fucking money you make. <laughs> it's honestly yeah. so corrupt, but so it's like really smart of them. Yeah, it's very Yeah, smart. I don't know. It, 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 like every January you see it make its rounds. I mean, I still can't believe we're still having this conversation about like, oh, like the idea that what people with mental health issues need to do is just talk about it. It's such a slap in the face. It's such a kindergarten level approach to handling mental illness. And it's just not true. Like, I don't think there's been mental health stigma, really. I don't think, I mean, obviously there's always going to be a little bit because it's an undesirable condition, but I don't think Mm -hmm. it's like the number one problem 
what's holding people back with mental illnesses is the stigma if anything people won't illness up about them so it's like yeah it's quite the opposite this gives people an opportunity no seeing nowadays and they're all like and it's like have you actually been to a doctor that they're like no but i think i'm bipolar and have multiple personality disorder and i'm like what are you fucking saying right now like well because it appeals to people's narcissism like it allows them to you know go on a big rant on facebook and oh like well i get nervous before presentation so and oh i'm so brave for telling everyone about this you would never know that i have problems <laughs> and everyone's like yeah like do you guys remember that one post that was like i didn't uh, uh, someone just told me that if you um have conversations in your head that that's very rare and that's a oh, sign yeah. of like, <laughs> extreme intelligence and oh internal and, monologues yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do. Di- I do like tend to disagree about the stigma thing. I think that uh, among young people, maybe it's a little more destigmatized. I don't know. I had, I just had to do some project on it, but especially among older people, apparently the stigma is like a, a large reason people don't get treatment, especially for the yeah, I can older under- generation. I can understand it and with per- the older population for per- sure, and it is still with the young, and particularly with uh, like severe conditions, especially. Um, ones like schizophrenia or where you're like more severely impaired so apparent like stigma is still an issue i just think it's going about anxiety and depression maybe a little less so but there's certainly a lot of stigma around mental health yeah but there's always going to be because like i said it's not a good thing like it's like addiction like there's always going to be addiction is a mental health issue uh there's not stigma around breaking your leg there doesn't always have to be stigma with mental health I think that there's just no way that it could ever be like something like breaking your leg. Like, I just think it's a different type of thing. And I don't think that it being treated as sort of like a kind of out of the norm thing is necessarily going to, it, 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 there's no way we can treat it as, as a physical condition, like you said. But also, I don't think that that is the issue. Like, I don't think that that's what's stopping people ultimately from getting help. And I think it's a distraction. There, apparently, it's one of the large reasons why people don't get help and especially don't stay in treatment. Wait, what is Once one, they what start, is the big reason? Stigma specifically is a large reason. Uh, um, I don't, based on a study I was just researching, it's a large reason people don't stay in treatment stay in um i don't mean like treatment centered like uh therapy in general and it stops a lot of people from getting it um entirely it's one of the main reasons well i mean i would like to see that study and i think that people might say like oh yeah it's the stigma but i think that if there's a difference between stigma for for anxiety anxiety is a lot more common but if you're having some some severe mental health illness that could stop you from getting a job. There's also stigma with people finding housing and jobs with mental health, and that's a very real thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm... And there's definitely a stigma with addiction. Yeah, of course, but I just don't think that that, like, for me, like, my issue wasn't the stigma. Like, it was the, the addiction, number one. And yeah, it's not good that people don't... Uh, that people might think addicts are, are bad or whatever, but I just don't think that's the number one problem. And I don't think you can ever, I don't think it's necessarily even desirable to consider those conditions as something normal or something like breaking your leg, because it's not. But like, I, but it's I don't just think not the same thing. I, I think that Bell, let's talk thing is stupid, don't get me wrong. But in terms of stigma in general, for something like addiction, just to use that as an example, it certainly impedes 
impairs people's ability to live functional lives that stigma does exist especially for people in lower socioeconomic classes um and talk when celebrities or people in powerful positions do admit addiction and things like that i think it actually does bring a positive um result because it shows that people that are functional and that people trust can have these conditions and still live functional lives. With regards to anxiety and depression. haven't we always known that throughout time? But a lot of people don't. Like, you're coming at it from someone who's, who's quite uh, informed about it. Yeah, well, maybe we're talking about different things when we talk about stigma. Um, you're right that, like, the structural stuff is incredibly important. And when it comes to getting housing or employment, then it's a... It's a huge problem. But when you think about stigma and the bell let's talk way of just like, oh, someone thinks I'm weird or, you know. Yeah, someone... admitting you have anxiety doesn't really do shit for the world at this point. I would agree. If yeah. you're to, yeah, I don't really maybe think if someone's to go, I've never mentioned before that I have schizophrenia or something like that. I mean, that could be something <laughs> more important. <laughs> But just to say you have anxiety is pretty standard. Um, well, another thing about Bell is that uh, what just came out is they have like this contract with the Ontario government in prisons and they restrict prisoners calls quite a bit. Like they can't, they can only call landlines, I think, and they're charged like up the ass to call their family members and their friends. Um so they've been attacked for this as well because obviously that's not good for the mental health of inmates and they're making a lot of profit out of keeping them miserable by making it really hard for them to have contact with the outside world so that's another thing that just i mean everyone's already aware that bell is not doing this out of the goodness of their hearts but when stuff like this comes out it just stings mm -hmm. that little extra yeah, I was saying that it was like a buck a call locally and then like 15 bucks for long distance calls out of the prison. That's absolutely insane that it can only go to landlines as well because no one even has yeah. a landline anymore. Yeah. Um, Doesn't this particular campaign seem so cartoonishly evil? I don't know. I can just it seems like diabolical. Yeah, it is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's such the epitome of capitalism and i don't know yeah, it's the same it's the same shit that happened with uh like vancouver and toronto well like canadian pride parades in general when td swept in because they saw an advertising opportunity and put rainbows on all the fronts of their banks and funded a bunch of musicians and events at pride parades and we're like yeah we're so friendly to the fucking lgb community yeah and everyone was like yeah td rock and it's like all they're doing is putting a rainbow on their shit so you buy it yeah it's all very cynical it's so dumb. apparently people who uh, there was like one article i hadn't read but i would imagine uh it was like let's talk about how working at bell gave me like mental health problems <laughs> and it just talked about like the shitty working conditions there and that, that was one of the first things i thought too i was like i'm so sure that all their employees are like loving that bell is a shitty company also it's really funny like, that you said that because like um, as I've been off work, I'm obviously still like lurking all the Ontario politicians Instagrams <laughs> because I don't have a life and all of them did their own like Bell Let's Talk uh, videos and I was like, wow, this is speaking directly to me and yeah. you guys don't care at all. <laughs>
it's just <laughs> very depressing yeah definitely it's so easy to be like yeah we care about mental health we care about gay people we care about all of it but when it comes to actually doing something about it's it, all about money 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 this kind of just reminded me of this money. but i'm in <laughs> i'm in like a facebook talent cell group for the town i live in and it's just a cesspool of i don't know racism and shitty small town vibes but i guess there's some homeless person in my town or some sort of addict that's like sleeping on a bench and people just keep posting about this in this public forum being like i really want to help this person and it's so gross <laughs> like people, are people are trying to get like brownie points for like seeing a homeless person oh, i don't know yeah. it's very gross and like they're not actually helping them they're just saying like i, I think about well, helping them. i want and then all they're doing is like drawing attention to this like mentally ill person. It's so rude. I don't know. It just reminded me of that. Jenna, please tell me you know something about the upcoming conservative uh, race for the top the top conservative. Oh god. <laughs> I honestly the best like, dude in Canada. <laughs> I have not been keeping up to date on this you just said you were lurking politicians profiles yeah but like those are all like ontario people that i'm okay, like provincial have, have met keeping but it provincial i don't know like what's happening with peter mckay he's like has had this long career of like successfully leading and like winning over large populations i don't know like have you guys read about him what do you think yeah, about a little his bit. face I was just gonna say, okay, first of all, his eyes are way too close He's together. A, yeah, he has a very fucked up looking face, I think. You know that episode it's in Family Guy face. where Peter's like, I have to draw you. He sees that construction worker and his eyes are really close to his face. He has a long nose. No? Damn, I was hoping at least one person <laughs> would. Well, anyway, that's what Peter McKay is. I want to draw him, and I feel like I'd do a good job. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a drawing, and we'll post it on Instagram. Please. People will know who I'm talking about. I'll say, guess who this is? He doesn't look like a nice man. But people are saying, like, he is, he's a fairly good option. Um, I guess his, like, wife is um, quite the, like, social activist as well. But, I mean, what does that even mean in this day and age? Um, but I don't know. I get, I, I like read, um, some quotes that he said about how, like where Andrew Shear went wrong and was basically ripping on him about all his like social conservative values. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, do you guys, Andrew Shear was such a nothing. I know. He was just like a ghost who like blew in and blew out and like, see you later. Yeah. It's funny yeah, that well, people he keeps like, uh, criticizing, the yoga thing too which i just find oh, so funny yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> justin yeah, trudeau, so justin trudeau got in trouble for using some uh money for for yoga sessions so what was that just money like was that just his salary or i don't get it what no, was the well because he was on government trips right like going to different places and all of the receipts were from the hotels or whatever that he was staying oh, right. at so he would be doing yoga at the hotels or have like a personal oh. yoga person come in and it's like it boggles my mind be flexible. <laughs> because like you have i mean i don't know he probably has like almost an unlimited budget for these types of things but like specifically when you are traveling like you have i mean again it's probably very different for him but you have different um like as like daily per diems 
for like for meals and stuff and i just don't even see the point as to why he like put the yoga classes on these bills because like you are required to send them to like the integrity commissioner and they have to post them like all publicly online so you can like look back and see every single politician's expenses um like this well, one per- per- got burned for like um drinking a 16 dollar glass of orange juice and it basically <laughs> was like the end of her career oh, wow. <laughs> i mean like i don't I'd rather see him doing yoga on a bill than, like, perhaps a politician from the 50s or something with, like, 20 fucking drinks on the bill, you know? <laughs> I, I do don't get, like, what, what Jenna means, though. Like, he he, he had to have known that would, that people yeah, would make so fun funny. of him for that. Why would he, yeah. why wouldn't he just pay yeah. for it himself? Another calculated mood. Maybe mm-hmm, he just wanted perhaps. to seem really holistic, you know? Well, apparently McKay spent a bunch of money taking, like, a picture in front of a helicopter, though. So all these idiots just pointing fingers at each other. It's like, you're all all doing the same thing. Also, Peter McKay, I totally forgot about this, but, you know, when um, Rob Ford was kind of, you know... A little drunk a lot. And there was like a, a questionnaire into what was going on. And first he said, uh, yeah, he was wasted at this like ball we went to for politicians. And then afterwards he flip flopped and he was like, actually, no, he seemed fine. And it's like, what is the truth, Peter McKay? Definitely the first. Obviously the former. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just so like dehumanizing when obviously someone talked to him and was like, you can't. You need to, like, retract your statement. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that a little bit embarrassing to say one thing and then completely there, say the opposite? I guess not for a politician. This ha- That happened the other week with, like, this is kind of stupid, but Ariana Grande's brother, I guess, like, said something. He was on a double date with her. And then, like, a week later, he's like, no, it wasn't actually a date. They're just friends. Like, I shouldn't have said that. It's like your own brother has to, like, say he lied about you. I don't know. It's <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Uh, i also read an interesting article about how uh nobody wants to be like a lot of people are dropping out of the race for conservatives because nobody thinks it's worth it like you just get scrutinized and everyone like makes fun of you for doing yoga or taking picture in front of helicopter having a beard and like everyone you like you're you have to be prepared for your family's life to get totally ripped apart um, all your social media obviously is going to be like investigated thoroughly and a lot of people are just like you know what fuck this I don't want to it's also like a $200,000 fee now to yes. enter I mean for most of them obviously that's it's insane. like that's chump change but it just keeps going up and up and up I feel like that's so interesting because oh I feel like it, you have to be like a certain type of person to have the mindset that you can lead a country like um, a narcissist Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And Isn't I feel there like a high um, correlation with that, or something. Yeah. And I also feel like politicians. when you go into politics, you like forfeit a lot of these things, like going into it, like less time with your family, and like you're going to be scrutinized more. But like, I feel like it's a a higher win for people to be like put in the spotlight for even like ten minutes. I wonder too with the whole ego. conservative thing. If the people who are trying to be in are kind of not really into it anymore because conservatives have a hard time dealing, like trying to win young people's liberal votes kind of thing, you know? Well, I think they are going through a little bit of crisis 
management with after a sheer and I guess because Justin Trudeau is doing pretty well um but I mean Rob Ford just won right was it Rob Doug. or Doug I always get them confused Doug. Jesus Doug I always Ford. get them confused too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like is it the dead one or the not dead one Tweedledee um, Tweedledum I don't know which fucking one it is um but yeah no I mean there's still there there's I think there's a sizable enough and, and and young people I think aren't all straightforwardly progressive um, and, and no, I don't either. But I th- that w- I feel like that's a big issue for them because a large population of the vote now is the younger generation, like upcoming generation. And do they vote though? Yeah. Like in large quantities. Enough to sway polls. I don't think the youth sway polls. Every single parent, or like older, like middle-aged person that I talk to, always tells me that when they were younger they were extremely liberal um and like left-leaning and then as they got older they became more and more conservative and they're like that's just the way it's gonna happen and that is what do you guys think of canadians who publicly support trump what does that say about them it's so fucking weird it's so fucking weird doesn't that just mean they're like racist is it why I have a person on, I have people on my Facebook that like post like pro Trump stuff, but that just, what does that mean? I don't get it either. And like, I was listening to CBC this week on my way to school, the radio, and she was talking about something and some random guy called in talking about like conspiracy theories about fucking Joe Biden and stuff. And she was like, I, I'm going to have to stop you there. And it was so awkward. He was just like supporting Trump and being like, Biden's a liar and like all this shit. And I was like, you live in Muskoka. This doesn't fucking affect you in any way. That's like, the thing because the politics don't really affect you that much. So like you just like his ideas, like his ideology yeah. and like who he is as I a I think guy. they like his moxie because he's like... <laughs> He's put forward as this anti-establishment guy. Exactly. Which, you know, I mean, anti-political establishment, sure. Anti-regular establishment, not so much. But yeah, I think also people see him as like a hero of like the regular Joe guy. Yes. Um, I, I mean, it's the same thing with Obama, right? Like everyone went nuts for Obama. Like, what does Obama do for us? Like, what's like, what do we have to do with Obama? Not much. But it's just American politics are more exciting than Canadians. So I think people latch on. I also think the whole Trump thing as well is... His whole essence is just reality TV. So you're going to have these people who are going to love him or they're going to hate him. And they just keep on fucking talking about him because that's all he is to Canadians. It's like watching a reality TV because his decisions don't necessarily directly impact us. Yeah. One one time when I was working at the constituency office, this like older man came in and just like slammed down a red hat that said make Ontario great again and I was like <laughs> and then he didn't say anything to me and I was like uh, like what do you what do you hello sir what do you what do you need from me today and he he's just like, presented that yeah, to you as presented a form it to of communication me, and then I was like, he was like I think do you think I should make more of these and I was like well I'm technically nonpartisan here in this uh, here office but I, I don't know if that's the best idea and he's like you know I'm I think I'm going to but God no yeah. sir no <laughs> um, it was very uncomfortable but that's make so blank blank again is just like never gonna work ever again he clearly no. thought he was being so spicy too yes. like can you believe i'm this <laughs> radical like it's like what a loser <laughs> yeah not a good guy 
Well, speaking of um, conservativeness and politicsness, oh no, the gun debate is uh, kind of up and at him again in Canada. Yeah, firearms. What? Firearms, I said. <laughs> Fire. So there's what there's a the petition to ban is it military assault rifles has reached Yeah, well a, the petition is to oppose the ban. Oppose. Yeah. Oh, to no, oppose it. I read that article yeah. completely wrong. Oh, that's a bummer. So, <laughs> I didn't read the article. So please fill me in. JT is uh, pr- proposing to ban military-style assault rifles, and this uh, young gentleman, or actually, I don't know if he's young. I don't know why he said <laughs> This man <laughs> from Medicine Hat, <laughs> which, you know, I think that's in Saskatchewan, but I'm not sure. It's in Alberta. Uh, yeah, it's Alberta. Thank you. Thank you so much. I got a speeding ticket. I- <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he created this petition, and um, he's uh, opposed to it. And I just think it's interesting that the gun debate is back. And I guess it's because, like, I know gun crime is up in Toronto. Braden, maybe you could speak a little bit more to that. But people are saying, look, we've had um, gun control, pretty pretty good con- gun control in Canada, like uh, chat background checks and, like, waiting periods and licenses and buypacks. And the gun situation is actually getting worse in Toronto and so legal law-abiding gun owners like in rural areas are I think getting a little bit frustrated because they feel like their way of life is being infringed upon but and they don't actually is, have anything to do with how is a military centers. style assault rifle a way of life though like that's a literal gun designed and used to kill human beings like that's not for fucking livestock that's not for hunting that's just an absurd fucking army well, gun like, it's like target <laughs> practice right it's like you go in like the open area and you like shoot shit they're, they're it's, not it's, assault for fun. Rifles? it's not a necessity no but there there is the I'm I'm honestly like quite anti-gun but just to play the devil's advocate in terms of I know I don't know if we released that episode but we talked about how the gun crime in Toronto is was at an all-time high in 2019 um but they said I think it was 80 percent of the weapons are coming from the state so if it's only 20 percent are here and being purchased legally it doesn't really seem like the issue lies as much within the domestic gun control as much as um smuggling so there is in in the article too um the guy who created the petition he quoted we the undersigned citizens of canada call upon the government of canada to put any new firearms laws bans buyback programs or changes to licensing before the house of commons to be debated So they're not necessarily being like, we want guns. They're like, you need to go through the proper systems to. Yeah, I don't know if it was in this article or another pro-gun person, but they said, like, I'm down for, and I mean, they're probably saying this to be diplomatic, but they're saying we can use that money and use it for, like, addiction and housing and, you know, income inequality, the stuff that causes Mm -hmm. crime or leads to crime rather than doing this, like, buyback stuff, which probably isn't going to make as much of a difference um, I guess in like the border security part too. Yeah, because they did that buyback program last year, and clearly it didn't work. If they had a record high, at least in Toronto, yeah, it didn't work tried. at all. Yeah. Nothing they tried worked because t- 2019 had the most um, fi- gun vi- had the sorry had the highest gun violence. 
of so any So I guess year. the problem really relies in what the United States do about gun violence. And as we all know, Trump is like, fuck I guess yeah, that I got a rifle my down my pants. about why people care about Trump. <laughs> I, I, um, this I, is actually... Go ahead. No, you first. Guys, no, don't no, do no. This. I don't want to say what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I this is actually an issue that uh, like one of those issues that I changed my mind about so much like I remember before I was really really anti-gun and I was really scared of guns and then I was in a university classroom in fourth year and we were just talking about it in like a politics class and there was a couple guys there who were from like a super rural area and they were just like explaining why they liked guns and like they're like you you wouldn't get it I guess if you grew up in the city but for us like it's like fun and it is like our lifestyle and like we're we follow all the laws and we do what we're supposed to do and um, it does feel like a little bit of an attack on the rural people who tend to be poorer and blah 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 all that crap and anyway I was just like oh this is what it's like to like see someone from the opposite side I remember I was yeah, also to be talking slapped to someone in the face with, <laughs> I was talking to someone about privilege. this as well and their biggest argument was that they wanted to be able to um, like hold these weapons in case like there were ever, like there was ever a time where they needed to like revolt against like the government that's dumb like that argument i'm not gonna i obviously can't say the name of this person but it was at a george uh, it was at a party and he was from (laughs) our local hometown but that's like a really common one where they're like yeah well the the government doesn't want us to have guns in case we ever need to revolt against them like that's so fucking stupid first of all the government will just like drone your ass like that's not gonna work second of all like this whole like oh the government's gonna come after that us is such a like old like not in the times fear like the the institution that is the most like control direct control over us now is not the government but like the corporation yeah like you're mm-hmm. you're, you're worried about the government what the fuck does the government do like they're gonna i don't know i just but yeah, but no. anyway <laughs> for for whatever reason I, I i i i've started to understand the whole rural um interest or defense of of guns in a way that i used to be like i used to write off completely yeah i see more an issue with handguns too yeah i agree because there's not a lot of from the u.s but they're all yeah they're like illegal guns like pretty much all the gun crime in toronto in the past couple years has been illegal guns so it's like how would a gun law even affect that in any way it wouldn't and the amount of actual background checks that you have to get to own a gun i think i mentioned this before but like my boyfriend when he got a gun for like hunting or whatever um he they they call they call three of like your past partners to like check about your mental stability and that was like one of many many things that you have to do and also like then you could say, well, what if someone like steal, like someone could maybe steal a gun that's like legal and then that can be used in a crime too. Like you have to report if your gun has been stolen immediately. And like, so people who do hold like legal weapons, they are pretty intense about making sure that it doesn't get stolen, obviously, because then they're accountable for it. So, right. That makes sense. Yeah, it seems like there's, you know, they take it pretty seriously here. I don't know what the states is doing. I guess it's different per state, so it's just it's like a, a fucking shit free show. for all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on down there anymore. Did I we shot- did we air that episode that we talked about gun shit before? No, no. It, we had technical um, difficulties. Technical difficulties. 
Right. I which is my <laughs> own stupidity. <laughs> but um I I did we went to the gun range when we went to LA and I actually en- enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I was like shitting my pants. I was like this is fucked. I cannot like hold a gun and I'm like scared. Jenna, I, I remember you a being lot more like fun. it was terrible. I hated it. Well, I thought I was like going I was very neutral going into it and then I was I was just like it was so relaxed there that it like freaked me out like we got like very little direction and then this guy working there came out like screaming at two people and I was like what did that what did those people do that made him so upset and there's like this like series of events that really startled me and then I walked into the range without my headphones on so then I was like confronted with the loud noises and then in general i was not holding the gun properly either and like it was just a very anxiety inducing experience for me and i didn't feel like powerful at all i felt i felt fucking terrified i remember I talking say, to you I'm, after that and laughing so hard because i remember just like i feel empty inside our, our friend who was like in the same lane as me was like shaking because he said that he felt my nerves and like didn't want to fuck up so he was like reloading the gun and stuff and i was just shaking he kept being like wait you're not you're not holding it properly and i was like Ugh. <laughs> it was just horrible Brandon, what were you gonna say i was i was just thinking uh as like lame as this sounds i really don't like loud noises so i feel like i just wouldn't like them for that reasons i hate fireworks and stuff like that so not 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 that interesting (laughs) but yeah i don't think i'd actually be scared of the bullets as much as like the the loud noises i like i think i would have a good time holding a gun but as we all know nobody around me likes me holding weapons so it's probably probably a better reason like being around you inappropriately Yeah, it is self-inflicted, Ainsley. Yeah. You like to instill fear in people. Just gotta keep things fresh. Gotta keep things real, you know. You don't. Bell, you let's don't. talk mental health. It's Ainsley. training. <laughs> mental health of being around Ainsley when she's chasing you around. I've made you all stronger you. people. I've trained you. Okay. I actually Just do sometimes have reactions to people because of like. <laughs> like having to be prepared yeah but then they think that i'm <laughs> fucked up and they're like why are you so afraid right now or like why did you react that way and it's like the pizza <laughs> guys here why are you grabbing a knife <laughs> um guys i have to i have to go to this acting class okay you 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 tell us about that next week i will i can't wait when does it start wait. um in 40 minutes all right hell yeah yeah can't wait to hear about it do we have um like a an absolute unit of the week or whatever we're gonna do for the last segment Who's the absolute unit of the week quickly ainsley okay the absolute unit of the week is um canadian style we don't know who this unit is but in (laughs) sudbury um the police are looking for two people who stole a prosthetic leg from someone's home <laughs> like absolutely no respect for the disabled no they, they what they took someone's pants with their wallet in it and, and the leg was within the pants so they were probably quite surprised <laughs> no but, they, but say... they broke into someone's home to do it so it's like if you're if they took the pants why wouldn't they just if they were going for the wallet they could have just stole it the must wallet. have been i personal. feel like they were they were probably rushing and grabbed the pants because they they knew that's where the wallet was and then they i i'm i guess it was a surprise so they, that 
a leg they came They ran out. with a leg the whole time. Like, you would have just ditched the leg if you were trying to be quick and inconspicuous. I feel like I'm listening to two top detectives. I like, feel like as, case, the as boss. Like, the Terry Foxy ladies need to find these two people to, like, oh as an God, ode to, to our justice. boy Terry. I feel you know? like they had yeah. this yeah. leg upset. and they probably felt kind of shitty about it. Not that they're, like, great people, but... I don't know. I feel for these people with the leg. I feel nothing for these people. Like, if you discover, and they they pick the pants up, no matter how, like, quickly you're trying to move, just fucking drop the leg. Why would no, you, like, jumble it, it, it all up and run? But my guess is they're trying to be quiet, and, like, you're not going to, like, take the leg out. They probably literally grabbed the pants and got the fuck out of there. They, they don't assume there's a leg within the pants. I know, but you would feel this obviously weighted giant object. So what, you'd, you'd sit there and untangle it and like why, waste precious like, time? The, the whole quiet thing doesn't make it. sense though, because why would they, if they were being quiet, they would have just slipped their hand inside the pocket, taken the wallet. Why did they go for the pants? Why did they need the pants? Like, I don't understand this. Detectives, it, detectives. This was like a straight Enough. up plot line on Shameless when they're running that that ring of stolen goods someone tries to sell a prosthetic leg oh yeah 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 you're right that's funny oh, oh when life okay. imitates art eh guys stop so it true. Stop so it. fucking <laughs> true okay sayonara see ya